Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Amen. And so today um, we are going to be wrapping up our series that we have called uh, As Your Soul Prospers. And uh, so we are uh, talking about healing and uh, so we're going to be bringing this word and, and, and just, I encourage you, open your heart. We've been talking about, you know, what it means for your soul to prosper. And in order for your soul to prosper, you have to change your mind about some things sometimes. And uh, there's, a, there's a word that uh, is used in scripture, it's the word Repent. Repent just means to change your mind. And so when we're talking about uh, your soul prospering, some of you need to repent. Some of you need to change your mind about some things. And, uh, um, you know, and so we're going to deal with, with these issues. What should our mindset be with regard to healing for our bodies? You know, there are all kinds of uh, of viewpoints, all kinds of religious viewpoints out there. Uh, you know, some say this, they say, well, uh, you know, God, uh, he can heal, but sometimes he chooses not to. You know, that, that's, that's a very prominent viewpoint that a lot, of, uh, a lot of Christians have. God can heal if he wants to, but sometimes he just doesn't want to. Um, some say, well, you know, God just doesn't do that anymore because uh, now he has turned that over to the Surgeon General. And, uh, you know, um, but I can't find in Scripture anywhere that it says God doesn't uh, didn't do that anymore, that he, he just turned that over to somebody else. And, uh, you know, that's why, and, and when they hear uh, the word healing, they immediately think of medical science. Now, don't get me wrong. I am thankful for medical science. And I know that some of you, including myself, would not be here today if it were not for medical science. And I'm very grateful to God that has given the, the wisdom to men to... Um, to use that means of, of bringing healing into our bodies. Praise God. You know, uh, there was a time about uh, 24 years ago that, uh, you know, I, I came pretty close to dying. And, uh, you know, I, I've survived 24 years after that. Praise God. 
because, you know, God's not finished with me. And uh, I, I've still got things to do. Um, but there, there are some of you that um, you could probably say the same thing. You could probably say that I had an opportunity to die and I chose not to. Well, you know, did you realize you get to choose? You get to choose, praise God. You say, well, what about so-and-so that, that died? Well, maybe they didn't know they could choose. I, I don't know, you know. Uh, all I know is, you know, I don't base what I believe on my experiences. I base what I believe on what God said. Praise God. And, and I urge you to do the same today. You know, my, my father passed away when I was 18 years old. And, uh, you know, he was, he kind of held to that. He, he had been healed before in his life. And he knew that God was a healer. And he knew that God could heal. But he held that position that, well, sometimes he does and sometimes he chooses not to for some mysterious reason of his. And so he passed away at the age of 54. I was 18. And, um, you know, he, he, he died at that time. And then uh, a short time after that, I heard a man say, um, well, God's will is always healing. And, you know... I was still a little bit raw from my dad's passing away. And so when I heard him say that, it made me mad. Um, because I thought, well, if, you know, my dad was a good man. My dad was a, uh, you know, he was a minister of the gospel. And, and he was faithful to the Lord and very committed in his walk with the Lord. And so if God was going to heal anybody, then, he, you know, he should have healed him. And so it made me mad. Um, thank God I found out that, uh, you know, my dad had always taught me. If we see it in God's Word, if we see it in the Bible, then that's what we believe. And, you know, he didn't understand some of the things that I, that I understand today. And some of the things that I've taught you about healing, he didn't understand some of those things. But if he had seen them in the Bible, he would have believed them. Praise God. And so, you know, I'm glad that he taught me that because when... This person made that statement, and I was upset about that. I didn't just get mad and leave. And, you know, I went, got my Bible, and began to check out what he was saying. You know what? Lo and behold, I found out he was right. God's will is always healing. But, you know, many hold this position that if it's God's will, then it will happen. If it's not God's will, it won't. Well, that is completely erroneous. And the reason is, the reason I say that is because there are things that happen every day that are not God's will. Happen every single day. There are things that happen in your life and in my life that are not the will of God. You know, it is not the will of God for you to die sick. 
Not the will of God for me to die sick. I have, I have determined in my life, my, my intention is, and I make this declaration, I speak this over myself today in the presence of you all, I do not intend to die sick. I intend to fulfill God's will, God's plan, and God's purpose for my life. And, uh, you know, several years ago, the Lord gave me a, a message that I shared, and I'm not going to share it all today, but I just want to allude to it. Uh, it was simply titled, How to Live and Not Die. How to Live and Not Die. Did you know that you have a choice? You have a choice. I'm not saying you will never be attacked by sickness and disease. I'm not saying you will never have an opportunity to die. But I'm saying that you can choose, am I going to stay or am I going to go? And, I, and, and in this passage of Scripture, I showed how that Peter had an opportunity to die, chose not to. How that Paul had an opportunity to die and chose not to. How that, you know, uh, that there are circumstances in our lives that bring us to an opportunity to go to be in the presence of the Lord. Paul said it this way. He said, you know, uh, I'm between, just, let, me, let me paraphrase what he said. Put it in, he, he said, I'm between a, 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 a rock and a hard place, so to speak here. Uh, he said, I've got a choice to make. And I don't know which one to choose. He said, I've got an opportunity to go be with the Lord, which for me is far better. That's what Paul said. He said, for me, it's far better. He said, but for you, if I stay, it means Christ for you. He said, so I just talked myself out of leaving. I'm going to stay. For your benefit. And I said, that's a rough paraphrase of what Paul said, but I think you get the picture. He said, for me, it's far better to go on and be with the Lord. He said, but for you, for your sake, I'm deciding to stay. Praise God. And, you know, uh, to, to say it the way that it's written in Scripture, he says, to, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. You see, for us to depart from this life and to go on to be with the Lord, for us, that's better. You know, and, and when people say, well, they're in a better place. Well, that's not always true when people say that. But nonetheless, if they are a believer, yes, it is true. For a believer to depart from this body is to go into the presence of the Lord, which is better. But... If we have not finished the race, Paul later on when it came his time to depart, he said, I have finished my course. I fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. I have finished my course. Now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And he says, now I'm deciding it's okay. I finished what God left me here on this planet to do. I've completed the work that he gave me to do, so I'm going on to be with the Lord. And he departed. 
Praise God. But, um, you know, it is sickness and disease. Let's just get this in our mind. Sickness and disease is never the will of God for you. Praise God. It is never the will of God for you. Now, I'm not saying that you're in sin if you're suffering from sickness. I'm saying that you're under attack from the enemy who wants to take you out. But I'm saying that you don't have to yield to that. You don't have to give in to that. Praise God. And many people give in to it because they don't know they have a choice. So the, the reason I'm telling you this is not to condemn someone who dies or someone that you know who has, have, have died or, or even to, to condemn you if, if you pass from this life before you're, into, before you're supposed to and you pass from this life uh, because of sickness and disease. This is not to bring condemnation. But if I don't tell you that you have a choice, you'll never exercise your choice. If you don't know, I'm not saying you're dependent upon me to tell you, but, but you, if you don't know that you have a choice, you will never exercise your choice to live and not die. Praise God. So I'm encouraging you today, make your decision. Now, the Bible does tell us that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So there is a time, and if we, uh, uh, if, if Jesus doesn't return first, every one of us will go by way of the grave. But I don't have to be sick to do that. Praise God. God's will is not for me to get sick and die. And there comes a time when we will have completed our course, when we finished our course, we finished what God's given us to do. I encourage you to ask yourself this question. What did God put me here to do? What did he put me here to do? Because if you don't know that, you can't even answer that question. Have I finished my course? If you don't know what your course is, if you don't know what God's purpose for your life is, then you can't answer that question. So you don't know if it's your time. But if you know God has given me this to do and has given me a certain task to accomplish while on this planet, and, and then you can say, have I finished that? Well, if you've, it, that, that's assuming you're attempting to finish that. That's, a, that's assuming you're just not sitting around and doing nothing towards that. But if you have... If you know what God's given you to do and you have involved your life in getting that job done, then you can ask yourself this question, have I finished my course? Have I finished what God gave me to do? If I have not finished it, it is not my time. Praise God. Praise God. So, if you determine, uh, it's, it's, and, you know I, know, I know that some people say, well, we're supposed to live 120 years. Other people say we're supposed to live nine, uh, 70 years. And, and I can take you to both of those scriptures, and I can show you that that's not what he was talking about. 
And he wasn't talking about that that's how long you're supposed to live. Uh, you know, in fact, the only scripture that I can think of, now I, I say that I can think of because I don't know everything, all right? And I acknowledge that. But the only scripture I can think of that puts any kind of a time frame on my life, a, a life expectancy upon me, found in Psalm 91. It says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God is saying about me, about you, with long life, I will satisfy him or I will satisfy her. So I ask you this question, are you satisfied? Are you satisfied? And I encourage you to live, to choose to live until you're satisfied. Praise God. Some people are satisfied at, at, at certain age. Other people are satisfied with much longer than that. Other people are, you know. And, and so whatever that is for you, be satisfied. Praise God. Praise God. Now, don't let sickness tell you whether you're satisfied or not. See, this is where the Lord showed me this one time. He showed me that a lot of people get to a place in their life because they're struggling with sickness and disease. They, they make a decision based on that, that, that they're, they're satisfied. I just want to go and be with the Lord. And, and no condemnation. The Lord is not going to condemn you if you choose to go on and be with him. He's going to welcome you into his presence. And, and he's going to be excited that you're there with him. And he's not going to condemn you if that's what you choose. But I'm saying there's a better way, and that is make a decision. Until I'm satisfied, I'm not going. Praise God. And, and tell the Lord what you decided. Tell the Lord. You know, Lord, I'm not satisfied yet. Lord, I, I set this as a goal. I, I want to live to this age, to a certain age. Make your decision. You know, I haven't set an age on mine yet because I don't know how long it's going to take me to get finished. All right, so we're at least going to finish this sermon this morning. So, you know, but, but no, there's, there's a lot that God has set before me to do that I have not got done yet. But I am working towards that, praise God. And when I have finished, then I'll say, Lord, I'm finished. Praise God. It's okay to talk to the Lord that way. And if death threatens you, say, Lord, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. Don't let sickness determine when you're finished. Praise God. Praise God. You know, I just got to say, I hate sickness and disease. I hate it with a passion. It is from the devil the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And when I began to learn that God's will was healing and health, praise God, I made a decision right then. I'm going to get as many people healed as I possibly can. 
Praise God. How am I going to do that? What I'm doing right now. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to teach you the Word of God. I'm going to teach you the truth of God's Word. I'm going to teach you what God says about it. Praise God. So let's, let's look at this. Let's go with our, our, our uh, theme scripture that we've been using throughout this series. 3 John, verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So your soul's going to prosper today if you'll open your heart and receive what I'm sharing with you. Praise God, your soul will prosper. Look at Psalm 107. I trust you have your Bible with you today. So look at Psalm 107 and verse number 20. I want you to notice what it says here. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Now, there are a couple of aspects to this. Uh, Jesus is called the Word of God. He is called God the Word. Praise God. So he sent his Word and healed them. Now, this is a prophetic scripture, but sometimes prophetic scripture is written in a, in a past tense, even though it hasn't happened yet, okay? So this scripture was... was written before Jesus came. But because it's prophetic, the prophet is seeing something that is future as though it were past. All right? You understand what I'm saying here? The prophet is seeing something that is future as though it is past. The prophet is seeing the time when Jesus would come into this world and Jesus, God the Word, would come into this world and he would go to a cross and they would lay stripes on his back. And Isaiah the prophet wrote it this way, by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah wrote a future event as though it were a present event. Praise God. Well, now we're on the other side of it. And so now Peter quotes that very same passage that Isaiah wrote. And Peter says this, with his stripes you were healed. Praise God. So here he says he sent. He writes it as a past tense thing. And to us, since we're on the cross, after the cross side of this thing, now we are seeing it as though it is past tense. He sent past tense his word and he healed past tense them and delivered past tense them from their destruction. Praise God. So I want us to begin to see that healing is not something too many Christians are trying to get God to heal when he says, I already did. And he says, I already sent my word and healed them. Praise God. Praise God. Now, Isaiah then wrote in another place, he wrote this. He said, just as the rain and the snow comes down from heaven 
and does not return there until it has accomplished what it was sent to do. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it will prosper in the thing to which I sent it. Now, what did he say went forth out of his mouth? He said, I, he said so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. We see that, that uh, uh, the passage there in Psalm said that he sent his word, Psalm 107, he sent his word and healed them. So if he sent his word to heal and his word will, will prosper in the thing to which it was sent, then we could say that when he, because he sent his word to heal, that his word did what it was sent to what it was sent to do, or we could say what he was sent to do. So his word that went forth out of his mouth, God the word that went forth, came into this world and he healed. Now, he didn't just heal for three and a half years of ministry on the earth. He came and he did something. You know, if we're going to look at it that way, if we're going to say that what Jesus came to do was just for the the three and a half years of his ministry on this earth, then, then he went back to heaven and everything went right back to where it was. Then, then, then we got to say that with the rest of the scriptures too. Now, Isaiah talks about in Isaiah 53, he says, he has borne our sickness and carried our grief. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And what we're seeing here in Isaiah's prophecy, he is saying that Jesus would come and Jesus would, would bear our sins. He would pay for our sins, but he would also bear our sickness, our disease, and our pain. It's all right there in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. We say that, that, that he came to do this. And we saw in, in Psalm 107 that when the word is sent, it will prosper in a thing to which it was sent. That's Isaiah. But he says he sent his word to heal and to deliver from our destruction. Praise God. So if he did that, then we could say this. All of us would agree. In fact, almost all Christians would agree that Jesus came to bear our sins, to pay for our sins. And he did that. But if what he said was that Jesus not only came to bear our sins, but to bear our sickness, disease, and pain. So if one is true, the other is true. If one is false, the other is false. So let me say it this way. If Jesus came to bear our sins and to bear our sicknesses, then he comes 
And all we have is the forgiveness of sins, but not healing for our bodies. Then we're saying that one is true, but the other's not. But the truth is, if one is true, the other is true. If I have the forgiveness of sin because Jesus came, but I don't have healing for my body because, Jesus, because of Jesus' work, then I am saying that somehow one's true and the other's not. If he bore my sins, he also bore my sickness. If he did not bear my sickness, then he also didn't bear my sins. So therefore, if he did not, if, if healing is not his will, then forgiveness of sins is not his will. One's true, the other's true. One's false, the other's false. So if he did not bear my sickness, if he did not carry them to the cross and leave them in the grave, if he did not do that, then I am still in my sins. So if, if I believe that that. The forgiveness of sins, the remission of sin is the will of God, then I also must believe that healing for my body is the will of God. Praise God. Praise God. And if His Word will not return without accomplishing what it was sent to do, if it will not return unto him void, praise God, then his word for, the, for forgiveness of my sins does not return void, but his word for healing will also not return to him void. Praise God. Because he dealt with both in the same act. The psalmist said in Psalm 103, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of my iniquities, who heals all my diseases. He connects them in the very same verse, in the very same breath. He connects the two. They're connected because they were both dealt with at the same time, at the same work on the cross. Sickness and disease came into this world because of Adam's sin. And so when Adam's sin was dealt with, so was sickness and disease. Praise God. Praise God. What sin was to my spirit, sickness and disease is to my body. Praise God. They're all Connected, they're the same. Uh, uh, we, we see this in, in, in Peter's quoting of Isaiah 53. He says, Who himself bore our sin in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sin might live unto righteousness, with whose stripes we were 
healed. He keeps them connected. Praise God. Because they, they, they were all dealt with, with his stripes, we are healed. Now, Isaiah chapter uh, 55, verses 10 through 11. That's the passage that talks about the rain and the snow coming down from heaven. If you're making some notes and want to jot that down, sometimes I get going and start talking about stuff and don't tell you where it is. Uh, but but that's, that's where that's found. Praise God. Now let's look at Exodus chapter 15. I want you to see something here. If you diligently, verse 26, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all, these, all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now, God is revealing himself in his name. When he says, I am the Lord who heals you, it, the, the word in the Hebrew there is Jehovah, the Lord, who heals you, Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. So he, he reveals his will in his name. He says, I am. He didn't get it. God didn't get his name changed. His name is still the same as it was back then. He is still Jehovah Rapha. Praise God. Now, notice what he said. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God. Now, you may say, well, okay. Well, I haven't really heeded the voice of the Lord my God. I haven't really done everything that's right in his sight. Well, I've still got good news for you. I mean, yeah, you should have done what was right in his sight, and you should have obeyed his commandments, and you should have done those. But here I've got good news for you. The fact is that Jesus came, and he identified with you, and Jesus fulfilled all of the commandments on your behalf. This is why you are in trouble if you attempt to approach God based on what you did because you broke the commandments. If you broke one, you're guilty of breaking them all. That's what Scripture says. So if, if you have broken a commandment, then you have not done this. But praise God, somebody did it for you. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus. He did it for you. And by putting your faith in what he did, now you can lay claim to the promise that is attached to this. Do you get that? Do you get that? No, you, you did not perfectly keep the commandments. You messed up. I messed up. I did not fulfill the, his commandments perfectly. I'd say, well, I'm trying. Well, show me where trying counts. I don't find anywhere in the Bible that says trying counts. I don't find anywhere in the Bible that says almost counts. I don't find anywhere in the Bible where we're working harder and trying harder and just, well, I'm trying to do good, you know. I'm sure the Lord would understand. Show me that in the Bible. If you messed up, 
you messed up. If you didn't keep the commandments, you didn't keep the commandments. There's no such thing as close or almost. The Lord gave me a visual of this one, one time. You know, how many of you have seen the, the, the TV shows or the movies, the, the cop shows where they're chasing the guy across the building tops in New York and they're jumping from one building to the next? And, you know, here they go. They jump across from one building to the next. You either make it or you don't. If you don't make it, it doesn't matter if you missed it by an inch or if you missed it by 10 feet. It makes no difference. The result is the same. You hit the street below and it's a bad day for you. You know. And, and, and so... If we are trying to keep God's commandments as a, as a means to receiving God's promises, praise God, then we have to realize that if you miss it by an inch or if you miss it by 10 yards, no difference. Same result. The wages of sin is death. Somebody has to die, and somebody did. Praise God. See, that's always the good news. Somebody did. The, the law says somebody has to die, but the good news is somebody did. Hallelujah. It's already been done. Somebody did die in your place and credited it to you. Praise God. Praise God. You know, he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Jesus did all that. He gave ear to his commandments and kept all his statutes. Therefore, God has put none of the diseases upon you which he brought upon the Egyptians. Hallelujah. Because he is, not used to be, but he is, not will be, but he is presently at this moment. He is known in eternity as the God who heals you. He is known in eternity as Jehovah Rapha. Praise God. So understand that. You know, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. So whatever we see from Jesus, the Bible says he was the express image of the father. He was the perfect representation of the Father. He was God the Word, God the Logos. The Logos is the exact representation. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So what did we see from Jesus? Here's what we saw from him. Jesus went about healing. Anybody who's ever read the Gospels, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, knows Jesus had a powerful, powerful healing ministry, right? 
So if Jesus only did what he sees from the Father, and he went about healing, then it must be Father's will for you to be healed. Praise God. He said, I only do what I see from my Father. And he went about doing good, and the Bible says he healed all, Acts 10, 38, all that were oppressed of who? The devil. I'm glad some of you know that scripture. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. God, the Holy Spirit, was anointing him, was with him, anointed him to do what he did. So he went about doing good and healing. So therefore, I can conclude it must be God's will for me to be healed. Repeatedly, I see where Jesus healed them all. Now, that flies in the face of a couple of religious traditions. One of those traditions is, it's his will to heal some. If that were true, why did Jesus heal them all, considering that he only did what he saw the Father do? Praise God. Jesus healed them all because he saw the Father heal them all. Hallelujah. Why did Jesus... When he sent out disciples, the Bible says he sent out 70 to go and heal. He told them explicitly, go heal the sick. But he didn't tell them which sick to heal. Why not? Because what he saw from Father is heal them all. Hallelujah. He sent out 12 later on to heal. But he didn't tell them which ones to heal either. There were 120 in the upper room, and he gave them instructions before he went back to heaven. Jesus gave them these instructions. He said, go and preach the good news, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Do you realize that wasn't just to the 120? In fact, he said it was to those who believe what the 120 tell them. So in other words, there was an unlimited number right there that he said, you go and you lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So if it is not God's will to heal, then Jesus was in error to tell them that. But I assure you, Jesus was not in error. Praise God. 
I assure you that it is Father's will that all be healed. He didn't specify and say certain ones. Here's another religious thing that that flies in the face of, is that, that uh, you know, sometimes people say, well, if maybe you, you know, maybe you can't get healed because you have sin in your life. Anybody ever heard that? Can't get healed because you got sin in your life? Well, let me tell you some things about Jesus' ministry. Never once, there is not one single record of Jesus ever talking to anyone about their sin before he healed them. Now, there is record of him talking to someone about their sin after they were healed. But he never, not a single time, did he ever talk to anyone about their sin before he healed them. In fact, Psalm 107 that we started off with today, he sent his word. In fact, if we back up just a little bit, it says that fools, because of their transgression, were afflicted. But he sent his word to heal those fools. Praise God. Those fools who by their transgression, you say, what does that mean? Well, that means that, you know, maybe your lifestyle has caused the sickness and the disease to come upon you. Maybe it's because you were in some kind of a promiscuous lifestyle that caused a disease to come upon you. Maybe it was because, because of things you put into your body that caused sickness and disease to come upon you. And people say, well, if you know, you've done this, so therefore you, you caused it, so you're just going to have to live with it. Well, all those fools in Psalm 107 Verse 20, every one of them had, because of their transgressions, been afflicted. But he sent his word to heal them. Hallelujah. Every time Jesus healed them all, do you think that maybe there were some sinners in the crowd? When the multitudes came to Jesus, it says multitudes came to him and brought their sick. And he healed them all. These are people who didn't even come of their own accord. The multitudes came and brought their sick. Do you think maybe some of them had some relatives that had sinned and their sinned caused their sickness or their disease to come upon them? You think maybe that's possible? I've got a pretty good idea that in the crowd, there were some sinners. In the crowd, there were some people who didn't even believe in Jesus. There were some of those that probably had been some of the same ones that were screaming, crucify him. You know, I mean, I don't know that, but I, I got to presume when you got a crowd, a multitude of people, somewhere in the crowd, there are not every single one of them are believers. 
But the Bible says he healed them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus healed them all. He healed sinners. Praise God. Do you remember the, the, the servant of the high priest when they came to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, that he drew out his sword, and, or Peter drew out his sword, and he cut this servant's ear off? This servant was there to arrest Jesus. But Jesus healed him. I'm glad that he sent his word to, hear, to heal fools because there are times when I've acted the fool. And there are times you've acted the fool, but that does not disqualify you from Jesus' healing. There's one thing that will disqualify you. Say, so, well, what is it? I've got to know if I did it. All right? Here's what disqualifies you from him. This is the only thing that disqualifies you if you refuse to believe it. That will disqualify. That will disqualify you from the remission of sins. If you don't believe that Jesus has forgiven you of your sins, you won't accept it. You won't receive it. You say, oh, I don't believe that. Well, you just disqualified yourself. He didn't disqualify you. You disqualified yourself. Not because of your sin. You disqualified yourself because of your unbelief, which technically is sin. But, but that's, I mean, that, that is the sin that will disqualify you from anything that God has done. The sin of unbelief. If you refuse to believe what he did. And technically, I mean, you won't get right down to it. We could go. This would take another few hours. You want me to go for it? Uh, no. Okay. Sylvia's game. But uh, no, we're not going to go there today. But, uh, but, but People talk about the unpardonable sin. You want to know what the unpardonable sin is? I've got to give it to you in a very concise form. You can believe it or not believe it, but uh, in very concise form. If you want to know what the unpardonable sin is, it is this. You refuse to believe on Jesus. Why can't... Why is it unpardonable? Because in order to get, have the forgiveness of sin, you have to believe. And if you don't believe, he can't pardon it. But it's not eternally unpardonable because you can change your mind. Praise God. And when we talk about the, the, the repentance of sins, that's the one you got to repent of. That's the one you have to turn from. You've got to turn from your unbelief. And if you will turn from your unbelief to believe, then the unpardonable sin can now be pardoned. 
Praise God. It's only unpardonable because you don't believe that he wants to pardon you. Praise God. Did I just clear some things up for somebody? Praise God. You know, I mean, it is really that simple. You can't be pardoned if you don't believe. So unbelief is the unpardonable sin. So there is only one sin that will prevent you from receiving healing from God. It is the sin of unbelief. If you refuse to believe that Jesus bore your sickness, disease, and pain, you refuse to believe it. I got bad news for you. You will not receive your healing until you change your mind about that. Praise God. Praise God. He wants you well. You know, I was, I was watching Christian television one day, and they were talking about the promises of God. And, uh, you know, they said, well, we're just standing on God's promise of healing. And the Lord spoke to me that day, and he said, healing's not a promise. I thought, what? I always thought it was. And Lord, you're going to have to show me that. He said, healing is not a promise. He said, healing was a promise, but the promise has been fulfilled. So now, healing is a report. Scripture says, in Romans, it says, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been extended? The arm of the Lord speaks of his strength and his might. He says, those who will believe the report, to them the strength of God is made available. Praise God. To those who will believe the report, the strength and the power of God is made available to you by believing the report. Not by standing on the promise, but by believing the report. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're sharing this today. See, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing the word of Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse number 17. Faith comes by hearing the word, and your Bible probably says the word of God, but if you look up in the Greek, you'll find out it is the word of Christos, which is the Christ. The word of the Christ. The word, not the word that the Christ spoke, but the word about the Christ. The word about what the Christ has done. The Christ bore your sickness in his own body. Praise God. The Christ went to the cross for you. The Christ took stripes upon his back for you. So it is hearing the word of the Christ. And when you hear the word of the Christ... See, we're trying to hear every, every word that God said and trying to, to, to have faith for a specific healing for our body. 
But when I hear the word of the Christ and what he did about my sickness and my disease and my pain, then faith to receive my healing comes through that word. Scripture says to every man is dealt the measure of faith. Well, I've heard sermons on that, okay, so every person receives the same amount of faith. The Lord taught me something about that. He said, it's t- when he says every man is dealt the measure of faith, he is talking about a specific measure of faith that is related to a specific thing. And when you, uh, he says, not everyone has heard the exact same thing. So not everybody has the same faith. If faith comes by hearing that he is my healer, then faith for healing comes. And I'm dealt by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Faith is dealt by hearing. So when I hear, then faith for what I just heard is dealt. You get that? Does that make sense to anybody? It's not just I got saved and now I just have all faith for anything and everything. No, it is, I heard the word of God, and with that word, because I believe him, therefore, I received the faith for what I just heard. Praise God. So that's why today we are dealing measures of faith. The, word, the measure of faith is being dealt to you right now because you are hearing about healing. So therefore, the measure of faith for your healing is being dealt right now. This is why when, we have, when, when, when I post on Facebook and I say I'm going to be preaching on healing next week, if you need healing, you need to be here. Well, I just wasn't feeling good this morning. Well, duh, then you need to be here, right? It's like saying I was too sick to go to the doctor. It makes equal amount of sense. I, I, I was sick, so I couldn't go to the doctor. I'll go to the doctor after I get well. No, you won't. You don't need to then. You know, I mean, it's sad to me why this place is not filled with sick people. We have some that you need healing in your body. But it's sad that the people who are sick didn't feel like coming. Because we're dealing measures of faith for healing today. Praise God. This is what we do around, this is what we do from this platform. We deal measures of faith for various things. We deal measures of faith. Back in the early part of the year, I dealt a lot of measures of faith for growing up and maturing in Christ. Today, we're dealing measures of faith for healing for your body. A few weeks ago, we were dealing dealing measures of faith for material blessing, material prosperity. But that's what we do here is we deal measures of faith. So if you're going to get rid of the unbelief, you need to come get your measure of faith dealt to you. Praise God. 
then you can receive what you need from the Lord. Many people wonder, well, you know, why can't I receive from God? You didn't get your measure when it was dealt. You know, why, why can I not receive from God? Because you don't believe it. Well, if God wanted to do it, no, God does want to do it. And, and the fact that you said if God wanted to do it, you just told me you don't believe it. You don't believe he wants to. If God wanted to heal me, he would heal me. You just told me right there that you don't believe he wants you healed. But, you know, we don't need to preach to the choir. You guys are here. Praise God. You guys are here to get your measure. Praise God. And so, that being said, I know we already ministered to the sick this morning, but there were some people that, that uh, maybe you didn't come up at that time. And, and I always know, I, I could say this without a word from the Lord. I could say this just because I know people. All right? But I know there were people that sat there this morning when we called for healing. You needed healing, but you just sat there. Well, I don't know if that was for me. You know? Um, oh, I'll be all right. You know, it's, it's not too bad. The pain's not too bad. So I'll be okay. So you just sat there. But I'm telling you, you don't need to just sit there. You don't need to just endure. You don't need to just put up with stuff. Praise God. When Jesus the healer is being preached, measures of faith are being dealt so this is the time when your faith should be at a higher level than normally for healing. Praise God. So I'm going to give another invitation this morning. It's number two. Don't miss it twice. Praise God. If faith is, it has been on the rise in your heart this morning, as we have preached this message, that God wants you well, that God wants you healed. If faith has risen in your heart and you say, okay, all right, I got it. Now I'm ready. I'm not missing it again. Hallelujah. If that's you, and don't be condemned because there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So maybe you missed it before and, and, and now the devil's playing that head game saying, well, you, you know, you missed it. You missed it. And... And, and you're just going to, you know, people are going to think bad of you if you go up there now. Well, if they want to think bad, let them think bad. You know, it, but I would rather them think bad than me stay sick. Hallelujah. So if you, if you're that person, you didn't come up before, but you were, you're saying as we've preached, then, uh, you know. I'm ready to receive. If that's you, I want you to come right now. 
right now, before we do anything else, before we say anything else, come right now. If you need that healing in your body, right now, come. Praise God. Praise God. Don't miss it twice. Hallelujah. And we're not going to continue this because if we need to do that, you're probably not going to receive anyway. All right? If I have to beg you to come, you're not going to receive anyway because of your faith will cause you to come. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So what we're going to do, the Scripture says that, that uh, we would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. Praise God. So I'm going to lay my hands on you. I believe. I, I am. These signs shall follow those who believe. So I, I am those who believe. So I'm going to lay my hands on you. It's not because I'm anything. All I do is believe. Praise God. So I'm just going to do what Jesus said. I'm going to lay my hands on you. And when I do, healing anointing is going to go into your body. Praise God. And you're going to recover. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to recover. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Right now. Yeah, we just do what you said, Lord. Just do what you said. In Jesus' name. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing in Jesus' name. Thank you for healing in Jesus' name. We just do what you said, Lord. You said lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So I tell you now, you will recover in the name of Jesus. You will recover in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We just do what you said, Lord. That's it. That's it. That's it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we just do what you said, Lord. We release that healing <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. We just do what you said, Lord. We just do what you said, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're the healer. We just do what you said. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for healing flowing now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You said we'd lay hands on the sick and they would recover. We just do what you said, Lord. We do what you said. Yes. Receive it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just do what you said, Lord. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Justin, you're going to recover. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Receive it now. Jesus name in Jesus name praise God praise God now if you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior let me give you a, an invitation as well the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved not maybe you will be saved praise God Praise God. So, you know, I just learned this. I just do what he said. I just do what he said. And uh, the results is up to him. So, praise God, we're just going to do what he said right here. And so, if you have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, meaning you've never been saved, you can be saved here in the, about, about the next 30 to 45 seconds you can be saved because that's how long it'll take you to, to, to say what I'm going to lead you in. So say it with me right now. And when you say amen at the end of this, 
you will instantly at that very moment be saved. Praise God. If you're watching online, just, just, just say this with me. Let's say it. Say, God in heaven, you said that Jesus came to this earth. He went to the cross. He paid the penalty for my sins. And he rose again from the dead. I believe it. I choose Jesus as my Savior. And I put my trust in him. And I call him my Lord. From this moment on, Jesus, you are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Here we go. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us and remember that God is madly in love with you.